0: Welcome to Some Assembly Required, a bi-weekly design podcast where we will be covering a range of topics from tech, industrial and product design, and sustainability. I'm Pablo Samoilis. And I'm George Wyeth. We're both product designers currently studying at the University of Sussex. This is episode eight, What's on the Desk? Last episode, we discussed mobile phones and app addiction. Be sure to check out that episode and all of our others after this. You may
1: still be able to hear a difference in audio quality with this episode. That is due to the ongoing coronavirus crisis at the time of recording. Therefore, we can't be together at university, but we're working with what we've got. And we're trying to keep the show as normal as possible.
0: Yeah. So today we're going to do a little bit more of a laid back conversational episode. We've got two fantastic things planned for the next two. So stay tuned, but we're just going to be chatting about the desk, the workspace, how they've evolved, how they matter to us. Uh, this is all triggered by a video on Reddit of a very—I mean, you should explain it. You found it.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're all we're all at our desks a lot at the moment, but yes, this was a video, and it was—it was basically just showing the change in the desk over time. It started in about uh, the 1980s, yeah, 1980s, and it has a cluttered desk with loads of things, stuff on pinboards, and then the laptop changes by sort of 1988 still looks pretty clunky (laughs) compared to what we've got nowadays. And just slowly, all these things on the desk are kind of disappearing into an app icon and going onto the screen of the computer until it gets to, I mean, I think it must have been made a while ago because it goes up to 2014, and then all you've got is a Mac with all these apps on the home screen, um, some sunglasses and a smartphone on this desk. Um, And it just kind of made you think, you know?
0: Yeah, I'd actually change. Now obviously that is a generalisation, there are still things that people use, but it is a good point that things like little file organisers and business card decks or whatever they were called, no one uses those now.
1: No. Oh, yeah, I can't remember what those things are called, I don't think I've ever used one. Uh, some of the things on the video are a little bit weird, like they changed the picture of the dog on the wall into the YouTube app, <laughs> which, <laughs> which doesn't fully make sense, but
0: I suppose... No, I think... I think they were trying to prove a point without really maybe thinking about it too much. Yeah, I think that's probably more the case. So obviously, you know, the content that we consume now would have once been in the form of like, you know, books and photos. But people are still going to have photos.
1: Yeah, Uh, it's kind of weird they didn't change to the photos app, I suppose. But I guess what they're trying to to say is, yeah, that our entertainment and our breaks maybe, I don't know, have gone from... Having a picture of our dog on the wall of our office, to just going on YouTube and watching cat videos.
0: Yeah, I I guess that is. Will people though? Would people kind of procrastinate work just looking at a picture? I mean, I do a lot of things to procrastinate work. I mean, uh, I've, I've got I've got a window above my desk that doesn't help quite a lot of the time. So I think it's worth thinking about. You know, obviously desks and the workspace have changed, but how have they changed for us ours, ourselves? You know. Two podcasters slash students slash designers slash teenagers. Except, well, not anymore, but you know.
1: Yeah. We've, we've all been there, though. We have. For yeah. us, it wasn't that long ago. No. So, yeah, I mean, my desk is, I mean, it's currently a mess. I'm currently just working my thesis, which is basically just working on my laptop and my notepad. So everything's just been shoved to the side. And I just sort of rifle through whenever I need to find a certain pen. Um, <laughs> but... Yeah, it's a, it's a kind of a weird one, because I spend so much time at my desk, yet you never really think about it that much, because it's just there.
0: Yeah, I, I spend, I mean, we all spend lots of time at, the, at my desk. This isn't my regular desk, so where I am right now isn't where I live by any means. So it's a little bit weird, because I'm in a temporary housing on a desk that's definitely not my ideal. It's an old, kind of like, late 1800s writing desk. You know, one of the ones that kind of <laughs> folds out. And that's yeah. fantastic. It looks great. But, it you know, I've got a desktop monitor mounted on top of it. And I, I think the, the contrast in the years here is really interesting. I've got a, you know, 4K, really good color grading monitor. And then I've got this 1870s writer's desk. <laughs> I, I think it's a fun contrast, but also it means it's very difficult to actually have that minimal setup because the design itself is just not minimal. Yeah, it's just not at all built for it, is it? No.
1: I didn't even know what a screen was then.
0: <laughs> With cables, it's quite a mess because instead of your cables going down the back, they have to go up and then around and down. So, my cable management is atrocious.
1: Oh, yeah, they have backs to them, don't they? Yeah. My actually
0: this is this is a very small thing, but
1: you know, you know my my desk has so my desk that I've got cuz we my family like we redid our house. Um so my desk is actually like built in by the carpenter when they did it, although I have some problems with it, (laughs) Um, because it's got, it's quite long, and one end has the little kind of cable holes, the other end doesn't, even though both ends of the desk have plugs in the wall, but that one end that doesn't have a hole, for me, goes down to plug sockets, which are so close to the shelving below that you cannot plug anything into them, because obviously the cable goes down.
0: Yeah, I I feel like you've mentioned this to me before, is that you can't, like, it's just bad design. I might have done. It's something that gets on my nerves. (laughs) So I don't know. Mine at the moment is a, you know, I'm working digitally. I'm not really doing much physical work. I have got a 3D printer and I am using the desk space a little bit to kind of sand my prints. I've got some sandpaper and a pair of like clippers here. But beyond that and some hand sanitizer, of course, it's basically just my desktop and laptop. And I'm doing almost everything on that. And everything else is just here because there's nowhere else for it to go. So I don't know how much of your desk, like how much of what's around you is functional, and how much of it is just there because it's there.
1: That's a good question. I mean, obviously my laptop I'm using day in day out for my work. My notepad again, as I said, I've got a desktop next to me which is a gaming PC primarily, which I use quite like most evenings. Um, but I do also have some software on there that I use for work. Other than that, I have stuff like. And I have a laptop case. I don't need that at the moment because I'm not Mm. going anywhere. But it's still sat on my desk. Um, I've got yeah, I've got all sorts of pens. I've got I've actually got a uh, a packet of wall plug screws. Oh, which was for my project, some prototypes. Um, But they're just sat there now. So yeah, I'd say quite a lot of this stuff I'm not using at the moment.
0: But, but it is all, you know, functional, so I'm just looking around me. I've got, obviously, my notebook, very useful, but I've also got a new notebook, which is still in its plastic wrapper, because I was like, ah, I will finish my notebook soon, and it's been about a month and I haven't. <laughs> I've got some bubble wrap parcels ready to put things in and send, but I have no intention of sending anything to anyone, so they're just empty envelopes waiting. I thought you were going to say they're just they're just there for when you get bored and you can... That's downstairs. Oh, uh... Yeah, we we have a bubble wrap drawer. It's fantastic.
1: Oh, that's a good idea, actually. I, that. I mean, I have got a like a bonsai Ooh. tree on my windowsill, just above my desk, which I suppose is not practical, but it's it's nice. This is
0: just basically becoming the some assembly required room tour.
1: I mean, it is a little bit, isn't it? And that's kind of what we, we were. We're we we're both pretty busy with deadlines, so we thought we'd have a bit more of a chatty one. It's a
0: little bit of it. Uh, so, how they've changed. I think this is the big thing because obviously we've seen a cultural historical change from that Reddit video, but also from how work has gone from very analog and manual to digital and automated with everything just being on your laptop. Uh, But I think it also changes a lot depending on what you're doing. Now we've both been through schooling that has varied considerably, like as you kind of grow up and take different classes. So I can say for myself, you know, back when I was doing my GCSEs, almost everything I did was on paper. So my desk was like a big pile of school notebooks, and then I had my pencil case, uh, I had my calculator, and I had a textbook or two, and it was all very much in that format, as well as you know file folders for worksheets and other crap that they'd give you. But then there was a huge, significant shift in that the second I started my kind of equivalent of sixth form in America, almost everything I did was on my laptop. I really mine Yeah, I didn't really moved to doing everything with my laptop until I got to uni. That's that's a much more American thing. Um, and it was also kind of my school being what it was. But I, I know A-levels tend to stay quite hands-on, paper, pen. And obviously, you know, we did have a lot of physical paper, pen assignments. But I remember like I didn't have a pencil case anymore. That was a big change for me, was in my backpack, I had a little pocket that just had like two or three pens and a pencil in it. And most times I would just, you know, start a class by pulling out my laptop
1: yeah i I only really got rid of the pencil case I think in in this this most recent year of uni or was it possibly the year mm. before because I just realized I had too much stuff in my backpack and I was like i don't need I don't need to be carrying a glue stick every day sort of thing.
0: yeah well I mean i don't I don't not have a pencil case I've got this I will I don't know showing George, but you know
1: I've got this oh yes, yeah, so that's one of those like zip open sort of little section things.
0: Yeah, it's a zip-open pencil case, very thin, only has, like, six or seven pens in it. And I consider it more designy than a pencil case, you know? It's, like, it's hard, it's book-shaped, whereas a pencil case is just a void for which you pour everything. (laughs) Oh, God, mine is a void. Mine is definitely a
1: void. I think for a while I had a broken protractor in here for quite some, you know... Oh, it's still in there, actually. Oh,
0: still got the broken
1: protractor. It's completely useless because it's completely snapped in half. Mm.
0: Yeah, just bin that. (laughs) what so so how's your how how do you feel kind of you've been through almost all of uni now yeah you've been through all of school how has your work style not so much work ethic but like the physicality of it changed
1: i think i've i think it's more the peripheries that have changed to me because so when i was doing my gccs you know i had I did do design and I did do graphic design at GCSE. So I had little bits of more arty sort of things in there, um, more creative things, I suppose. Um, But I would often find myself doing those sort of things where I'm drawing, not at my desk or like on my bed or something like that. I don't do that now. Hmm. Um, So my desk was very much just sort of as you said, for the folders, but like, so I've got this shelving next to my desk here, and at A-levels, that was still just like for storing my folders for my different subjects, which when you do um, a chemistry or something A-level, you get a massive folder for like each term. It's it's insane the amount of paper and folders I got through, and it slowly started to shift into having some sketchbooks for my design A-level as well. But now that I've got rid of all those other academic subjects and it's just design, I've now just got these kind of storage things which hold paper and materials and kind of craft bits and bobs in.
0: Yeah, I think that's a kind of, that's a fairly accurate development and analysis. I mean, even, you know, leaving high school, just the textbooks, you know, we don't do textbooks anymore. (laughs) No. That was the big change. You know, I've, I've still got like little notebooks and sketchbooks, but considerably less so because also... I, I've tried to do some sketching when I can on my iPad, although as someone who has tried to embrace technology as much as I could, it's been a step I can never fully embrace.
1: Yeah, I've had that problem as well. Is that
0: full digital drawing?
1: Yeah, I, I don't have uh, a tablet to draw on, but I've got a, a one of the Wacom drawing pads. It's currently really dusty, actually, mm. which says a lot. Um, <laughs> and and yeah, I, I, I do that. For certain things, but I I can't get that transition from just paper for my initial drawing. Yeah. To be honest,
0: I mean paper is nice to play with. Although I I honestly find when I'm messing around with personal projects, I just start straight in the final format. Yeah, I often do. So I often just start like straight in CAD, which I know is terrible, but
1: yeah. But when it's just the sort of personal thing that you want to do a bit quicker, and you're not necessarily trying to do the whole rigmarole of the design process it's a bit easier to just mess around yeah it is but yeah i think one thing that i i was going to sort of comment on about this whole design and like the design and the layout of your desk sort of thing and i i feel like it's sort of pretty evident in that video um maybe we'll send it we'll put a link to the video because we keep on mentioning it. yeah we should for sure and that is the desk goes from having loads of things on it that are all kind of needed um ...to having very little, and it strikes me as very minimalist. Suddenly you've just got a desk yes. with a laptop, some sunglasses and a phone on it. It's a very clean look, there's nothing on the walls. And, you know, we, we did our first episode on min- minimalism, but I, I do sort of wonder whether the, that sort of shift and culture is affecting people's workspaces a bit.
0: I mean, it is. Just, you know, minimalism has become a lot more popular than it was 20, 30 years ago. But also, I think people, when they embrace minimalism, they don't necessarily completely block themselves off from an element of function that they'd lose if they wanted to be truly minimalist. And obviously, this video that we're discussing is much more ideal in the sense that you go from everything to nothing. Um, but it's not impossible to get close to that. And I think the more realistic thing to consider here is how much of what has gone was once physical and take it for granted and thought would just be a part of the working life forever has now gone digital so you know people having like digital calendars as opposed to a physical little kind of printed out month calendar where you write things like not long ago everyone was using those and i'm many people still do but the fact that digital calendars now have basically made them obsolete unless it's a personal choice so I think there's a line between something becoming obsolete because of technology development and something just becoming less useful or more niche useful.
1: Yeah, it's more of a personal preference than a necessity, I suppose.
0: Yeah, and I think like a notebook is a preference. A you know, a couple of pens.
1: Yeah, and it's. I. Th- I mean, I think the calendar is is a, a big one because some people prefer to have a physical calendar that they can look at than a digital one. Yeah. I mean, I have taken to. You know, it's not a calendar or anything like that but I've got a sort of notebook which I've turned into a sort of planner where I literally write down what I need to do each day um, for my mm. work and I could do that on my phone but I just prefer having it physical I suppose I mean, maybe because yeah. it's just sat on my desk the entire time I can see it it's shaming me if I'm not getting on work
0: I think having having one's kind of reminders or planners physically still makes a lot of sense but I'd argue that kind of physical calendars have almost gone obsolete, because every element of a calendar that's to do with kind of being reminded of things on time, doing events with other people, all, all of the extended function of a calendar is available so easily digitally now. Yeah, and it's better digitally, because you can you can amend things. Whereas I feel like one can argue either way for a reminders or a basic planner. Yeah. I can't see why a physical calendar would be better than a digital one.
1: no. I think, as again, so with the personal preference thing, I think it's probably just aesthetical, really. If someone, if someone likes the look of the desk having
0: a calendar plonked down in it. Yeah, and preference is completely acceptable. And that's kind of the one outlier that will keep some of these old forms of work productivity alive.
1: Yeah. Do you reckon there's anything else that we currently could not conceive of being digital, ending up going digital in those sort of regards?
0: I think the next one, but it will also be probably the most difficult, is kind of the notebook, the sketchbook. Right now, the technology of digital drawing and kind of the Apple Pencil and iPad Pro combination is, it's fantastic. And it's so close to being essentially an entire replacement for using paper. All it's going to take is a little bit of social learning because we're so used to paper in every form of how it is and it does still need to be improved a little bit in terms of accessibility and universal kind of access because to have a full experience where it's you know not you don't run into issues you actually have to spend quite a lot of money
1: yeah i think one of the things that i've found because i do see people going into lectures and stuff like that and pulling up their laptop and writing on it like that or even people that have it with a tablet where they are physically writing with an apple pen sort of thing i I just don't like the, I maybe it's the tactility of, of those sort of services that I don't like. And I actually saw, I have no idea what the product is actually like, but I saw an advert for, I think it's called Remarkable, and it's supposedly like a tablet which saves files, um, but it has a feel of writing like paper. Yes,
0: I did see an ad for that as well. Uh, it's kind of e-ink style. Yeah, I think it's, yes, it's similar possibly to how Kindle and stuff you can buy uh, screen protectors for iPads that have a matte surface finish, so it kind of has a bit of resistance to it. Oh, can you? That's cool. I, I've tried one before, but they tend to actually kind of wear out the nib of your Apple Pencil if you use it for too long. Uh. So we talked a lot about how workstations have evolved, how they are for us, but what what's your dream? My dream? I think with this question... He, he's just, like, grabbed his head there, so I just have to visually describe the, the shock.
1: Yeah, I just thinking. It's, it's yeah, the hands to temples. I'm going to go out there and say I'm ignoring realistic expectations, mm. and I think we should, because it's a bit of fun, isn't it? And it's always fun to conceptualise a bit like that. So, for me, I just, I'd want a desk that um, and this is something that, I mean, this is something that's real, that is realistic, a moving desk, one of the ones yes. that moves up and down so that you can work standing up or sitting down and at different heights and stuff like that. I'd love one of those, because when you spend a lot of time at your desk, it can get pretty annoying. Yeah,
0: standing desks are fantastic although it's annoying when you have a desk that you can't then sit at
1: yeah yeah exactly so it needs one that uh, one of the ones that's on on motors that can go up and down and the other thing that's a bit more bit more fancy is i just want one that can kind of like move around me a bit so you know i can almost like i'm in a kind of a command center of like some spaceship oh i can sort of go in and then have the so like circular around you yeah but not like always so they can like adjust go around me and sort of have different levels to sort of things
0: my, my big first thing I mean, okay, not, let's, let's go realistic first. Two monitors. I've only got one. <laughs> and if I just had another one of these next to it, that would be fantastic.
1: Yeah, I would love two monitors. Uh,
0: I've obviously already got, I've got my laptop screen as well. So that would kind of make it three unless I was using my desktop. But honestly, screen real estate is the best thing in the world. To kind of extend from that, again, the adjustable standing desk, but I take an add to that is the portion that goes up and down should also like completely be able to come away Because it would be great to be able to sit like on a bed with your legs crossed or on the floor or wherever, some weird place I want to sit and still have like a desk surface that's kind of at the right height. That would be nice, actually. If you could sit anywhere in your room. So my unrealistic expectation is a little kind of floating board (laughs) that just adjusts to the height you want and stays there.
1: Yeah, that would be nice. Just you can go anywhere in your room and you've got the desk where you want it. Yeah.
0: But if that's not possible, two monitors that are both adjustable would be fantastic I kind of like my workspace. I like that it's a little bit messy. When it annoys me is when I don't have the ability to kind of get up and move uh, because I don't like to be pinned down. And sometimes I do want to just, you know, sit on my bed and work or sit on the floor or sit outside. Actually, being able to be outside without all the glare and wind.
1: Oh, that's a dream. You try and it seems so nice. You go, oh, I can work outside. It's nice weather. You sit down, you're instantly just chasing paper around, trying to like wipe sort of Bits of debris that falling off trees or off of your work or something like
0: that. Yeah. And you can't see a laptop screen. And can't see a laptop screen. So I think some of these dreams probably aren't that far off, but others?
1: Yeah, some of them aren't. But are they, the only other thing that I think with sort of mad ideas for, for how, how I'd like to have it is, I guess it's a bit um, Iron Man style where my my sort of my desk is kind of sort of interactable so I can sort of customise it as I go with little things and also sort of, like, draw things onto it and then project them up onto a screen. Oh, yeah. That would be nice.
0: Be- being able to seamlessly, you know, draw something on an iPad and just, like, swipe it and it swipes onto your laptop screen.
1: Yeah, that, that would be nice. Like,
0: honestly, I think that's going to be what AirDrop 2.0 is whenever that happens. I reckon it might be. Is the ability to use a special hand, whatever it is, like, say on your on your trackpad, you know, two fingers is to, like, move things around. Maybe three fingers up will just move it to whatever device is physically above. Yeah, that would be nice. I don't know, something like that would be very cool. I have
1: to say, I do think that all those sort of Iron Man technologies, which are clearly sci-fi, but I do sort of wonder if those sci-fi... Not necessarily just Iron Man, but those sort of sci-fi technologies, I do wonder whether some of those will actually not become real but have more chance of becoming real because they're a pop culture thing. A lot of people know about this technology and think it's cool.
0: Oh, absolutely. I think there are, there are things from Star Wars and Iron Man and the MCU that people see. oh, that's nice. Let's try it, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: I mean, since the beginning of Star Wars, people have been trying to make lightsabers. Yeah, exactly. Do you reckon they'll ever make it? Uh, I, I think the idea of making, you know, kind of energy stop at a certain point without something stopping it seems very difficult.
1: It does seem impossible, and I'm not a physicist, but it seems impossible.
0: But you could have a lightsaber with, like, a handle on each end, and it's a thing in the middle.
1: Yeah, yeah, I suppose so.
0: I don't know if that kind of defeats the purpose, because you can't stab anymore. It's kind of impractical. Yeah, you can't stab anyone. Well, I mean, you could hold one end, and the other end's just free-floating, and you could slice, just not (laughs) stab. Enough lightsabers. Anyway, we've talked a bunch about desks this episode, and if you want to hear about something that isn't desks, we've got two incredibly exciting episodes coming up first one in two weeks, so make sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so that you never miss an episode. If you've enjoyed this, please share it with your friends, family, co-workers, and the little cactus that hangs out on your desk. Unlike videos and blogs, podcasts have no algorithm, and we rely on you.
1: Yeah, so follow us on Instagram at assemble.it for a deeper look into the show and our own work, including behind-the-scenes, outtakes, projects, and
0: updates. Once more, remember to subscribe to the podcast and share it with everyone, including your desk cactus. And we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye.
1: Some Assembly Required is co-hosted and produced by Pablo Samoyles and George Wyatt and edited by Pablo Samoyles. Music is by Mikey Bertwhistle. This is a 76 Productions podcast. If you'll find this, Pablo. Mwahahahaha.